0: Hello.
1: Florian is here. Unbelievable. Florian, say something. I haven't heard you for so long. Say something.
2: Hi, yes, it's been a long time. I've
1: been missing Can you. you. Yes? I, want a, I want a really good experience excuse from
2: you? Oh, I need more time. Um.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A guy like you should not need time to make up a really good excuse. What have you been doing? What are you, just check in for a second, to let, let people hear your voice.
2: I'm not sure I have an answer for everything. I, I know I've been, uh, I've been participating in some Tamera online courses. It's taken some of that time. The last few weeks, it's been like, oh, it's like half an hour too late, shit. Oh. And today, it was, oh, no, I'm early enough, so I'm going to attend. It's been a while.
1: And... Well, you know, today we're going to start with the map of rapid learnings. So I think you're in the right place at the right time. Cool.
2: Yeah, it's always the right place and the right time when I'm here, I guess. <laughs> Good to see you.
1: Yeah, nice to see you too. Hello, Ida, you're back. Are you Are you there? Ida, not talking right now. Somebody else, Raghi. Ah, can you? Oh, Sorry, I, did.
3: I, I didn't know that I'm muted.
1: Oh yeah, hi. Yeah.
0: I'm back.
1: Where are you?
3: I'm at home at my balcony in Germany in Nuremberg.
1: I'm Nuremberg. We need somebody nice in Nuremberg, so that's good that you're there. Thanks for saying hi. <laughs> I bet, a bet you're laughing at all my jokes. Come on, what's <laughs> going on with you? How are you?
4: Yeah, it's because people in
5: Nürnberg are not very nice. That's true. And it's so true what you're
6: saying. So that's why I'm laughing.
7: Okay, Nice to see you.
1: Nice to hear our, our new friend in there also. Good. Anybody else, somebody else need to say something? What's going on with you? Does not have to be funny. Does not have to be important but it'd be nice to hear from a couple more people. Like like Yula, for example. Yula, you've been pretty active these days creating all kinds of stuff. What's happening? There
5: are two rage things happening. So I'm, it's actually, yeah, I want to celebrate. It's been like a full circle. So two years ago, I went to this, festival called the ancient trance festival and i met this woman named lisa kuchenmeister who is a possibility trainer and she was giving this this workshop about rage and i was like why should i go there so i was there with my friend gwen and she was like you should go there and i was like why i don't have rage I, i don't have rage and rage is aggressive what should i do there and then i she introduced me to lisa and lisa said something about setting boundaries and my girlfriend at that time just left me because i was able to set boundaries and she was like i cannot do that for you i'm just going to run over you so i was like oh, maybe maybe i should join and that's when this whole possibility journey started and so this year there's another workshop at the ancient trance with rage and i am holding space for that so that's the whole sort of- <laughs>
1: <laughs> and yeah <laughs> Got all in one year, that's amazing.
5: In two years actually, Not but it took years. me it took me one year from the festival to actually start my possibility journey. It was I was wow. run over by this workshop.
1: <laughs> and yeah. Great story. Thank you. Where are you calling from?
5: I'm calling from Leipzig. I oh, Leipzig. am Oh yeah I also if there's any of you interested, in a Spain discovering journey, me and Teresa, who was attending the call, I think she stopped in like March or April, like she's doing her exams, but Teresa, who's also on the journey, we are going to Spain in October and we are scouting, we want to create a community there.
1: Whoa, so you're looking for a, an abandoned village to buy and occupy
5: kind of like this I, I already found the village i found the village five years ago but i didn't i wasn't courageous enough to to quit everything and go there
1: make sure you check out the bridge house bridge house website because it it talks about giving a real purpose to and people coming together mm. being a bridge for other people to come through and learn Learn how to unfold their part of the puzzle for creating next culture. So please check out the Bridge House website. It has uh, inspiration on there, and we already have the first Bridge House started in southern Germany. So it's there's really it's great stuff happening. So yes,
5: and I will visit those great guys in September.
1: Oh, you will. Okay, I will.
5: Yes, yes. I hope Kian and Oliver will be there already.
1: I'm not sure. Okay, thank you. Thank
5: you,
1: Clinton. You're welcome. Nice to hear from you. Somebody else, Martin. Okay, and then Stephanie. Martin, you got headphones on in a car somewhere.
8: Yes, I am calling near to the forest in uh, Engelburg in Switzerland. Yeah, and, and uh, how? What's up? Uh, what's,
9: what's up? up?
1: Uh, right what's now, up? now, I'm
8: I'm. I'm enjoying like last days, my books was uh, very running me and being more very serious and uh, everything needs to be in orders and by rules. And I'm letting my books freaking out a bit and enjoying more laughing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I don't know why I'm laughing so much. I, I had a peanut butter sandwich. I've been working all day. Uh, trying to re-edit the conscious feelings book because home press in america ran out of the copies and they want to reprint it and i said yeah the book talks about four bodies not five bodies and and it and it doesn't include the archetypal body and things like that and so i'm in there typing away and adding in cool stuff stephanie
4: Good morning, um, so I had my first three emotional healing processes this week. Um, that was very exciting. And so thank you to Janet and Oliver for holding the first two for me. Wow. And they really prepared me for the third one that happened spontaneously. And it, I really got the um, reading through the page when it talks about necessity is the real thing that creates the space because the third one happened with my housemate Um, without either of us knowing that this was going to happen. But I had a job opportunity that is uh, sitting in front of me to work um, as an assistant with the founder of Holacracy who's local and a friend here. And the job requires um, driving. And I have had a 20 year belief that I'm not able to drive a car. And so um, my housemate talked me through this and we basically found all of the points in my past, where I had made decisions that contributed to that belief, and so I've, uh, we were able to look at all of them, and I was able to come to a new decision that I might be able to drive a car, and I'm willing to uh, test. She also came up with a few really creative ways to test that out that take all of the fears and dangers out of the uh, the car environment, so that I can test.
1: Great. Right. Yeah, I encourage you actually not to take your fears all the way out because fear is what tells you what to watch out for. And in driving, you have to watch out for so much, really. Other people will do the most unexpected things, really have to just kind of keep your fear present and let it keep telling you, I don't know what this guy's going to do, slow down, like all that kind of stuff.
4: I just missed your whole response i froze for like my little 12 second glitch (laughs) but maybe i'll listen to it after
1: yeah just just keep your fear present while you're driving you stay alive longer (laughs) it's when you're not afraid that the machines anymore that accidents happen yeah ragi just wrote this in here thank you it's when you're not afraid of the machine that accidents happen
4: so yeah, I've been important. terrified this whole time. So I think yeah, well that's maybe a little less. Oh, yes. Good point. That's Good a difference.
1: Point. You're talking about emotions and Ragi's talking about feelings. Because feelings happen right now, right now, right now. And it's those are feelings. And they have so much intelligence for our lives. Thank you. Thanks, Raghi. Somebody else want to say anything as we're getting started here?
10: Yes, but can you, yeah. I'm here, wait, wait, behind, does it work,
11: oh,
10: here we go, we're getting it together. Um, I want to share that tomorrow is starting the third rage club spaceholder training, and there's 30 of us in the group, and I think a number of people are here in the study group. And it's already a lot, a lot of us moving and stretching, and there's feedback and coaching, and people are are trying stuff and taking risk. And I'm really feeling so glad about that this space exists and. And I also want to, I, I know she's not here, but I, I, it's on, it will be recorded. So I want to thank Vera, who was um, one of the person who really um, encouraged me, like, or pushed me and offered me to hold space together. And then now I'm holding space, um, quote unquote, alone with another 29 beings. And I have Brianne Payancourt and Sofia Magdalena, Offman, who are apprentices to learn how to deliver rage club spaceholder training. So there's all these levels of empowerment, and it just feels um, a total extraordinary space. Yeah.
12: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I would like to speak on that. Like I'm, I'm, I feel a lot of joy and a lot of fear about this. Commit before you actually know what what you're doing because we're kind of, we're putting ourselves out there with our first introductions to Rage Club before we have even started the training. And that's like, yeah, it's amazing. I feel a lot of joy about it because it's just, it feels revolutionary to go that way and not like maybe think about it at the end. Mm. Thank you. Amaya,
1: Avyankar, will you say hello to us?
13: Hello. Actually, this is Priyanka, not Amaya. I had my PC was not with me, so I'm blogging with somebody else's. So this is Priyanka. I think so very few people know me here. Raki, I just had recent Rage Club under with Priyan. Um, And it was nice, and she invited me to join this. So I'm here, and...
1: Where are you calling from?
13: Uh, I live in Findhorn, Eco Village. But right now, I'm sorry, what did you say?
1: Yeah, just Findhorn is represented here in the team. It's amazing, thank you.
13: Yeah, thank you very much. So, and right now I'm at the Isle of Skye. So, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, thank you, nice to see you. Yeah. Priyanka,
13: can you change your name, please? I have to log in from my email address, and it will take time. Is that OK? Uh, I mean, I can do it, but.
2: You can just change okay. it. We're OK. I can change on it the here? Blue
13: I, I don't know that then. Rename, sorry. Yes, OK.
11: I am not used to doing all this.
7: Leor, how
13: about
1: you? Where are you calling from?
7: Hey, I'm calling from Israel. Been wanting to say hi. Maybe I've been kind of shy. Um, I used to participate in these meetings like a couple of months ago, maybe a bit more.
1: I remember
7: now. I nice. Um, so, uh, yeah, I want to say how to you. Hi to everybody. I really feel this calling to <clears throat> dive a bit deeper into this uh, work and wisdom and practice. I've been. uh, I started working with uh, Dor, Dor Sharabi. Agree.
8: Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna ask.
7: Yeah, we had like a camping trip together in nature last weekend, and I was like, "Whoa, this is a a new person I'm meeting and re-adjusting myself to." Like it was impressive. It took me took me like a bit of time to understand this new version of a friend of mine. And uh, yeah, it brought brought this passion to life.
1: Great, thank you for being there. Yeah, Dor is taking a stand for this kind of work, possibility management to become more present in Israel. So he's, it's a new guy. Yeah.
7: Yeah, yeah, that's exciting.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And Thomas, where are you calling from?
8: Hi, I'm calling from the mountains in Austria, in upper Austria, near the Almfluss. Hi. How did you I'm, hear about us? Um, Eva invited me to this group. I was here last Monday too with Helen. Ah, uh, okay. We've just had right. a little bit of low drama, and I'm still, I'm still a little bit shaken by it. And yeah,
1: what was your what was your role, your first role in the low drama?
8: Victim.
14: Victim,
1: and then what did you change to?
8: I think probably savior
0: okay rescuer all right
8: yeah i think i tried to navigate out of it by making it transparent by asking her a question that would maybe help her see Mm. because i felt attacked with and yeah so i went into the yeah victim and Okay, then. I'm so glad that
1: you have some awareness of what was really happening uh, so that you can feed your gremlin something besides that. Yeah. There are people who make their primary relationships or their family a gremlin-free zone where it's just not allowed to have low dramas there. And it's, it's amazing to do that. It's amazing to take a stand that your primary relationship is just not available for gremlin feeding, or like your closest friends, your closest community. Then you have to figure out something else to feed your gremlin, and there's so many high high values, so many uh, challenges to give to your gremlin that will take it out, out of the low drama domain and into entirely new ways of creating together. So I'm hoping people are starting to experiment with that.
8: Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. Um, I have a question about how to. I feel like I've been trying to do this, to de- declare this, and it's it's not working. Where we're not, we don't we don't manage to come to a level on agreeing, oh, this is where the low drama happens and this is what happened in the low drama. So this is where we often, and so, I'm... yeah.
1: Yeah, Thomas, <clears throat> the fun thing about this is that it only takes one. If one of you stops feeding uh, your gremlin on in your relationship, the other one cannot. It only takes one to stop that. And so when you, you just kept saying, we, 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 well, buddy, you can stop. It isn't a we thing. You know, I can take responsibility. And then it, things will change. And if you, there's a great website called Become Unhookable. And it's full of ways for you to not get hooked into any kind of those low drama triggers, buttons, hooks. You know, reactivity is really an excellent source of practices to do and experiments to do. So I encourage you to start at number one and go through all hundred of the ways to become unhookable.
8: Will you do it? Yes, yes, I want
1: to do it. Yeah. Now wanting to do
8: it is very different from doing it.
1: Will you do it? One through 100, or one through 99, all of them. Will you do it? Actually do them, not just read them. You actually do them in experiments.
8: There's 33. Like the wants to say, no,
1: don't
11: do it. No, don't do it.
1: <laughs> There's 33 people
8: watching you face reality. I won't think I'm gonna look at you all. I thought you were gonna
1: click off your screen and disappear. Will you do it? Yes. We shake on this. On, let me see your hand. Wait, closer, up higher. Bring your hand. Yeah, there you go. All right, this is it. We're shaking on this. Let us know when you get to twenty-five, and fifty, and seventy-five, and hundred. All right. I think there's ninety-nine. So let us know as you go along. All right. Yes. It's going to take a while, you know, one a day, one a day, multiple low drama vitamins. You know, get out of low drama, become unhookable vitamins. All right.
8: Yes, thank you.
1: God, we're already a few minutes into this space and people are making life-changing commitments. Anybody else? Anybody else want to commit to the full hundred become unhookable experiments? Anybody else want to step into the whole new world? Mm. I don't see so many people's hands going up just yet.
10: Where can I locate them?
1: There's a website called Become Unhookable by my And they are okay. listed there in numerical I can
11: order. The experiment.
1: <laughs> but you're changing the subject. Would anybody actually would anybody else like to go on this journey that Tomas is going to go on?
4: All, all hundred
1: experiments. Yeah, Ashley. <laughs>
4: let's do it
1: okay that's a shake i will who's that
15: i will and elizabeth
1: and elizabeth we're shaking on this ashley we're shaking on this Mm. so shaking okay great thank you reporting okay you guys you got to 25 you get to 50 tell us how you know and and some of the things that you learned please share in the chat space the telegram space because There's so much to learn about becoming unhookable. So it's really fantastic. The world changes for you when you do that, it's great.
7: How do we know if it's relevant for us?
1: If you're a human being, it's relevant for you. All
7: right, then I'll do it.
1: That's a shaking deal, we shake on that. Good.
7: Shake, thank you. Great. Tomas, man, you're getting some team. Joseph. Yes. Yes. I'm Absolutely. too. I'm shaking. I'll do it. All right. And actually, I'm asking Thomas if and, and somebody else to make a free cell and to support each other on that.
8: I will create the Telegram group and send the invite link on the um, channel and we'll make space for a support group for this. Lior, are you
1: going in that too, the third person?
7: Yeah, for sure. OK. There you go, Joseph. Super.
14: Can we make a, a four cell?
1: Ragi, you want to be a four, number four? I
15: think there are more people that this is a whole group that can be. Okay. Uh, you can make a,
1: a second, third, a three cell. You can make another three cell. Like there's a website called Three Cells dot org or three cells dot my strike and and just tells you about three cells how to connect up but it, it's great in groups of three that really helps so who's so ida put your hand up who else and elizabeth you want to be in that one yeah and elizabeth ida somebody else in that one uh, ashley ashley okay so ida ashley and Ann elizabeth God, they're all starting with A. This is fantastic. Okay, now we need the B group. Okay, Bob, okay. So who else wants to be in a, a three cell for the doing the 100 become unhookable experiments? Anybody else?
3: I'd like to, it's Alexandra.
1: This is Alexandra, great. Yes. And Hannes? Me? I don't know if you guys can hear me, my. Uh, Ragi, who was just talking? I was talking. Okay. Okay, look, this is getting super. Uh, anybody who's in it, not in like, Doric, Florian, you wanna do this? I, I would join one, not start one, but join one, yes. Ragi, are you already in one? So, okay, so, Here's how it works. One person, you just go on the Telegram group. Say I'm start. I'm doing a three-cell for the hundred for the hundred become a unhookable experiment. And then you, the other two people join in, and then you um, join up together. All right. You guys take responsibility for creating that. Great, great, good work. Yay. This is fantastic. Anybody else want to say anything before we dive into the book? All right, then. Here we go. I'm on page 190. And we've been talking about, last week we were talking about asking for what you want the importance of asking for what you want. And we're still in that. So I wanna wanna keep reading in the, about asking for what you want. I'm on page 191 at the bottom. It says, if you cannot now have what you want, even if what you want is impossible, and you can never have what you want, you can still admit to yourself what you want and stop lying to yourself about it. I just want to say that again, even if what you want is impossible, even if what you want is, it seems like you will never be able to get what you want, it's still, you can say what you want. You may know that because of your discipline or because of your practice, you would never choose to go back to college and earn a PhD degree, for example, but to not acknowledge that there's a part of yourself that wants to do that, that is self-deception. So this whole thing about saying what you want is bigger than just please pass the salt. It's far bigger than that. It's about checking in with yourself like what's what's moving you what's driving you what are the forces behind that are that are thriving in your life what is it that that deep parts want what do they want and even if they're impossible then you still say it <clears throat> because if you do not say it you are deceiving yourself you're lying to yourself there is enough deception from outside sources working on you already you know all the advertisement all all the politics, all this stuff, all the COVID stuff. You know, it's trying to deceive you one way or another. There's enough forces out there that you do not need to deceive yourself in addition to that. So it's very helpful to spend time, you know, these times that you have checking in. Okay, what is it? What is this that I really want? What's going on in there that I really want? You also do not have to be reasonable about what you want. Think about that. <clears throat> we've been <clears throat> we've been trained. We've been trained to be reasonable. We've been trained to give really good reasons for stuff. So you say, I want, I want to. Uh, I want to sow my own. Next culture clothes. Okay. And then and somebody says, you know, why? I mean, there's enough clothes in the world. I mean, there's people throw clothes away. Why do you want to make more clothes? And 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 then you part of us goes, Well, I have to have a really good reason to want that. But in fact, you do not. In fact, <clears throat> You don't have to have, be reasonable about what you want. After all, asking for what you want may change your circumstances so that you can actually get what you want. And the book tells a story about this. A friend of mine heard of an exciting conference that he wanted to attend in Johannesburg, South Africa. <clears throat> he told his office colleagues about the conference and they all wanted to go too. The problem they all said was that the company had no budget to pay for their travel costs. My friend suddenly picked up the phone, dialed another colleague in the sales department and he said, hey Jack, he said, there is this conference in Johannesburg that I want to attend. It would be great for our company could I use your extra frequent flyer miles to go to the conference? My friend asked for what he wanted and Jack who had the extra frequent flyer miles said yes. The call took less than one minute and then he went to the conference. His two colleagues did not ask for what they wanted. So the thing is by asking for what you want, you actually change the circumstances. You're putting it on the table. You're getting real with yourself. You're actually changing your shape. You're letting yourself be seen. Remember we talked about last week about letting yourself be seen as the person who wants this thing. You're letting yourself be seen as somebody who wants this and who knows what resources will come because you're finally authentic because you're finally speaking the truth, because you're finally letting yourself be seen. Because there's so many people who have extra resources. There's so many people who want to go with you. There's so many people who, who want to support other people getting what they want. There's so much possible out there. I even think Gaia, you know, the entire energetic planet, the consciousness of planet Earth, wants you to get what you authentically want because otherwise you're denying Gaia's influence in your life. You get this? like, Why would Gaia have conscious human beings walking around the planet if they were not supposed to create and get what they want? What would be the point of that? You know, it's usually education systems religion systems, political systems, those things that try to suppress you from getting what you want. But Gaia herself, the entire planet, wants you to get what you want. Otherwise, why be conscious? Why exist? And your asking for what you want feeds into this field all around the planet of other people who also want something similar to yours and that's how new stuff gets created. But if everybody is kind of holding back and suppressed, and you know holding themselves down, then then how how could it possibly evolve? How could how could the 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 vision of Gaia, the wishes of Gaia, the whole how could the human beings really show up on the earth? Chloe, did you have a question? Are you asking a question?
14: Yes, but she's she's around people, she can't talk. That's why she's typing.
1: Say say it again, Ragi. she's around people, what?
14: She's in a car with other people, she said she won't be able to talk, speak. She wrote the question
10: in the chat.
14: Um, Okay, Uh,
1: more. Uh, Any thoughts on how to find out what you really want in the first place? making sure it comes from your being and not from your box or child or gremlin or anything else. So I would like other people's ideas on this because I have my own ways to find out what I really want in the first place. But this distinction there I find it to be one of the biggest clues is who's asking. You know when I when I and you can tell pretty much by the purpose behind who's asking. So if the child part of yourself wants more safety or wants more recognition or wants more control, for example, and and you can can check in with the purpose behind the want. So if the the purpose, you you just follow it back. See, purpose is like a, a bow and arrow you know you've got this bow and you've got this string and you've got this arrow and you're holding it back here and as soon as you let go the arrow is already on a trajectory that will land somewhere so the instant you have the 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 action the instant you have the want the purpose behind it is already known you just follow it back to where it it like where the arrow will land you can already tell where the arrow will land you will already tell what the purpose will take you. So if you get more control, is that going to really, is that really what you want? <clears throat> no, it's what the child part wants. Do you really want more recognition? Like, so what? If people clap for you or, you know, compliment you, is that really what you want? No, my child part wants that. You know, do you get what I'm saying? So you, you can, it's it's not saying that all the things from your child are wrong. They're not, they're just childish things. Or if, if you'd find it back and it's your gremlin that wants things. My gremlin wants more possessions. My gremlin wants to be sexier. My gremlin wants to be have more power, whatever. It's not that those things are wrong. No, they're just gremlin. Gremlin is not wrong or bad. Gremlin is gremlin, child is child, parent is parent. And you, have this adult part, this being part that has a whole different connection with the entire universe about what you want. And that's great to practice getting in tune with. So for example, if you're doing this exercise, if you're doing the practice of the hundred unhookable experiments, you will start finding why you're hooked is because your gremlin is hungry, your child is afraid, your parent wants to be critical and judgmental, these parts in you have this hookability part. And so what you really want is probably not to be hooked. The actual being part of yourself does not want to be reacting, doesn't want to go into reactivity. And if you have not looked at the reactivity website, you should definitely check that out. It's just reactivity.mystriking.com, but it clarifies this whole reactive pattern that supports the being hooked thing. So how can you find out what you really want? Well, hey, you've been a child already. You've already had your gremlin in the teenager years doing whatever it wants. You already did that. You already saw what it's like to have your parents do parent things or the school teachers do parent things or like that. So you... There's a whole other world for you out there of things that you want that would make a difference for the world, for other people, or for the environment. There's things that you want that have a consequence in the bigger world. Those are things connected probably more in with your being. You know, there's this, I've said it probably before, but I'm just getting the impulse to say it again, which is. You know, we're in this study group for radiant joy, brilliant love, building love that lasts. We're trying to, we're talking about relationship, ordinary, extraordinary, and archetypal relationship and how to navigate these possibilities and spaces. And we're going, okay, okay. I want a glorious archetypal adult, some kind of fabulously intimate and transformational relationship. And, it, and it's like, okay, okay, let's say you want that. Uh, all right, and then you're sitting around wanting it. And so you sit, you want it, you want it, you want it, and that's not showing up. Well, I don't think things work that way. The way it seems to me that things work out like that is that you get yourself in motion Doing what you want in terms of the adult being part of yourself in alignment with your archetypal lineage and your bright principles and the stuff that turns you on in the world to make a difference in the world. You get in motion doing that. And then you become an interesting person for the Earth Coincidence Control Office to put people together with you. And so if sitting around whining and complaining and hoping and dreaming and fantasizing and com- back to complaining again, you know, this whole thing is not very interesting to the earth coincidence control office. What's interesting is what are you actually working on? What are you actually creating? What are you up to? And in that, when you're in motion then these coincidences you meet people you 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 find the connections with people but but sitting around whining about it or hoping for it or, or just being sad about it or hope you know waiting for the guy on the white horse to come up and, and ride through your front door and into your into your couch and pick you up off the couch and take you off into some adventure is you know that's not really How it's going to work besides, you know, if you're accustomed to living on a couch adventures like where we are, they have spiders and bugs and flies and there's there's it is not necessarily so comfortable. It's an adventure. And so so if you get on the adventure in the first place, then you are adventuring, then you're out in the world, then you're creating, then you're in flow and in flux and then then the, the world can work with you then you're something, you become interesting. And so um, are there any questions about that, this
12: whole thing that I just said? I do have a question. And it's like what you're saying is very clear to me to get going to become interesting and get the energy moving. And then I sometimes find myself like really sitting there and, and not knowing what I want, kind of mixing up Anger and sadness, so I get like really confused and 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 kind of blank not not knowing like what I want like reading Chloe's question, for example, was like oh yeah I want to ask that too and that's also like an adaptive part. And it didn't occur to me that I had this question actually and like reading it, then I kind of say oh I actually also have that question and. It feels to me like it's a process of having emotional healing processes around that issue. Oliver, I'm going to say something, and it might not
1: directly go with your question, but it's this thing about part of this question, what do I want? Part of it is a trick question. The question itself is deceptive because it has the word I in it. And so we've talked before about this whole self-concept, you know, the idea of self can be really misleading. What, it, and the idea is basically that I is uh, a, what are those things called? Superstition, thank you, To superstition. What if I, the self, is a superstition? Then you're trying to fulfill the wants and needs and desires of a superstition, of a mirage of a thing that's an illusion that doesn't really exist. And what if the question is changed back into something more like what, what is next? Hmm. What needs to be done? What what's happening next? What, uh, not about what I want to do, but what what's next for me? What's next? What, what's wanted and needed? What is wanted and needed that turns me on? What, what can I create? You know, what, what needs to be created that turns you on to create? I mean, there's this Buckminster Fuller quote. I can't find it in an instant, but it's this whole thing he wrote to this guy. Buckminster Fuller was an architect and an inventor. He was a polymath in America. And he he I met him one time when he was really old. But he he had this thing about there's... Something that needs to be done that only you can see needs to be done. It's like your piece of the puzzle. And if you don't do it, it does not get done. And so it isn't really necessarily pleasant or pleasing or makes your child part happy or your parents happy. But you see something that needs to be done and you're the one who sees it. We have this theory in radical responsibility that if you see a job, it's your job, because you're the one able to see it. You're the one that the job is speaking to, and if you start reorienting yourself that way to see the jobs that need to be done and the one and that also turn you on to do them, those two things coming together makes a completely different uh, empowerment for you with regards to no that's not the one there's a different one anyway there's a it's an empowerment for you to trust to start trusting this uh what you see needs to be done you know we're trained to live and and work or learn in a hierarchical environment and in the hierarchical environment we do not move to do anything until somebody above us in the hierarchy tells us what to do. So that starts with day one of school. It starts, it's this whole waiting around for somebody else to tell us what to do. So we do not have the, the training, that uh, background to find out, to trust our own impulses about what to do. And that is required. So in order to, to say what you want, is necessary for you to escape all hierarchies. Can you do that? Yes. Why? Because there are really are no hierarchies in reality. Hierarchy is a game world. Hierarchy is a construct. And you can play in the construct or in the game world if you want to, but then you're probably playing it for gremlin payoff for to win or lose or compete or be better or worse or get told what to do and then complain and attack the authority figures and all these things that happen in uh, in hierarchies, that's what we've been trained to live in. But to, to say what you want, in reality, you don't get to depend on a hierarchy telling you what you want anymore. So what you want may have nothing to do with existing game worlds. We, and Chloe and I just had a coaching session session yesterday with a guy who his whole life, his, his, I, he, when he was one year old and he was in a crib, his parents tied his right foot to the crib so he could not get out of the crib in the middle of the night and, and whatever, make noise, go hurt himself, do whatever. So his body remembers remembered being tied in a crib in this little prison place tied down he could not untie the knot and he would have to scream and scream and then cry himself to sleep and he made these decisions like i want to do this but i cannot i want to do this and i will someday but i can't now and so he made these old decisions that's that he forgot that he made and those old decisions are still in his were in his body and he was like i don't know 55 whatever 60 years old his whole life with his partner and his work and everything a totally creative guy was was about waiting with with uh suppressing himself like turning himself i want to do this but i can't and so and so uh What's possible is to is to get out of that. You can cut the energetic rope. He actually cut the energetic rope around his ankle, pulled out a knife, and he, The thing is, he made this decision when he was before he could speak, and so it only came out as sounds. Arr, 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 all these sounds, and we kept saying words, words, and then these words started coming out like, "I want to go. I want to get out of here. I want to go play. I want to, you know, to do this." And so as soon as he had words, then the old decisions became apparent. And as soon as the old decisions became apparent, he could make new decisions. So there's a lot of stuff involved in us not taking action about what we want, about what you want. It's, it's so systematically or so, sociologically, whatever, social pressure for you to play your part in a hierarchy, sit in rows, take notes, you know, do what the teacher says, do your homework, get a job do what they say this whole hierarchical structure out there is designed to cut us off from our sense about what's what needs to be done what is the next thing so i'm I'm encouraging you to do this experiment of shifting away from what do i want to do to what needs to be done that kind of turns me on What needs to be done next? Can somebody give me an example? If you ask this question, what needs to be done next? It kind of turns me on. Can somebody tell me what would come up for you? If you asked yourself that question.
14: To bring uh, rage work, feelings work into Egypt. It's
11: so amazing.
1: It's so amazing how true that is
14: but there's so much fear that comes with saying this and so much resistance and part of me just wants to say no, don't say it, don't say it, don't. Raghi, because I feel so alone in this,
1: yeah. You know, Raghi, that you might be alone at first, but it takes somebody to go first. It takes somebody to open the door. I know,
14: no, and it's... I mean, I've, I've had this concept for a long time, like this, like I've always been waiting for someone to tell me what to say. And it's it's my father, he's, he's, he can't survive without a job. And, and like when I saw that, that the job is actually someone telling him what to do his whole life. And when I realized I'm doing the same thing and, and I know there's a voice in me, a very strong voice saying that, I know it's super hard to be different, to be to take back your authority while everyone is following. But I know like that this is what actually changes people, and this brings me joy to say that it is when you like when you take a stand for something and when you decide to do the, like something differently, people are like it's ah <laughs> I know it's fear, people, it's the fear that's keeping people stuck in in, 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 in adaptivity, and, and, and I know I can get beyond the fear and just I'm afraid to forget that, that I have the strength inside of me. And that's why I'm very excited about Rage
8: Club tomorrow. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> thank you, Raghi, thank you.
11: Yeah.
1: Raghi, keep it Bye. simple. Just hold on a second. I just want to say, keep it simple you know we have this imagination and we go okay tomorrow next week next month what's going to happen and we put our center way out in the future somewhere way out there yeah. in a place where we have no power you don't even have power 3 seconds in front of you you cannot if you put your your, your center 3 seconds in front of you you still don't have power so it's really commonplace to do that, and then we get overwhelmed. What I can't do this. There's so many things. Blah blah. This might happen. That might not happen. All this stuff. But if you keep it really simple, just do the thing right in front of you. Then do the thing right in front of you now. And then do the thing right in front of you now. And that will that will work. So the whole thing that you said about Rage Club and bringing Rage Club to Egypt. You know, that's a huge thing, huge, yeah. huge, huge. And forget it. What you move moved to do is build your website or find a place or, you know, start putting cards out, you know, so and build your circle or give a talk. Give a talk about examples from Rage Club or really small, simple things that start building your circle so that when you say, OK, there's a Rage Club three months from now after you've done the Rage Club spaceholder training, you do your first Rage Club. And then by the time you do that, you have a circle of people already ready. So you just do the little things. Just keep doing the things that are right in front of you that you can do right now. And don't don't put your center out there. You know, in a way, it's none of your business. This is a big thing for me to get, which was, you know, I've been, I'm, I'm in a similar situation as you, Raghi, in that. I want a game world to work all around the world. I want people to get access to possibility that's in themselves and in their teams, for example. And and in a way, the whole big picture part of it is none of my business because it's really Gaia's business or the Earth coincidence control of his business or some big force of nature, archetypal forces are at work here that need human beings to grow up that need him and beings to become more conscious. Okay, I can't do that part. I can do my part. So my part right now, edit the book, write the next spark, send out a newsletter. This is what I can do. And then, then that's what I do. And you just keep doing the things you can do. And the big picture stuff takes care of itself. The big picture part, if you're in motion, if you're doing the little things right in front of you, other people join you and this whole thing can happen. But if you start thinking you have to do the whole thing, forget it. You just get overwhelmed. So thank you for having this conversation.
14: Thank you, Clinton. I. I, um,
11: No, but. Never mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Somebody else. Yeah. Somebody else. Yeah, Hannes, or there was a woman going to say something too.
0: Anyway, Hannes, go ahead first. Uh, I'd like an um, idea um, of how that also works for me or might not work for me. Um, I started a new map of communication, and this is about a communication Um, that happens through a rope, a rope that is inside me and to get into connection with someone else. I give this rope to someone else and everything I have to say, I want to say is engraved into this rope. And um, there's there's a picture of what I have, what an idea I have but I was not able to to write it down, to write down these ideas. And Isabelle wrote it down into a document. And when I read the document, it was, wow. It was, she did something I couldn't do. We did it together. What I did was my idea, speak with her, Having this idea involved evolving it to to somewhat a thing we can share, but then there was this limitation I thought I could never write down, and she did it so I did my task she did a task and so it's it's all this small task everybody does his own small task and As soon as I start to think, oh, am I, am I able to do all this stuff? Am I able to uh, speak to other people about this? Am I able to draw the whole map? I feel fear about, no, I'm too small for it. And I learned from this now that no matter how small my task is, I do my task, others do their task. And at the end, at the end, it all puts together.
9: It's called
1: radical reliance. <clears throat> you can radically rely on these bigger forces to organize that kind of stuff. It's so cool what you said. It's really, really powerful. So I'm sure, I'm sure probably you've been on a, in a project where there was a boss or a leader and the leader would tell people what to do, when to do it, was that good? Was that bad? And the leader would control and micromanage everything. And maybe there would be an outcome. But how was that for you? And then maybe you've been in a team where there was no leader. There might have, there's a space holder, a circle, a goal. You guys, and everybody just moved. They got into their center and just moved. And everybody did the little parts that they could do. And it just flowed together. And the outcome was so much bigger than what any one person could do. Did anybody have that kind of experience? Because that's what we're talking about. And so it's very, very possible, but it does require some radical reliance on these bigger, on this bigger influence or bigger forces. And Chloe, were you going to say something?
10: Yeah, go ahead. It's about <clears throat> this finding what we want and and I, I think also from what you said, Oliver, there's this thing of, God, I didn't even know that I wanted that. Okay, how, how can I even find what I didn't even know that I wanted? And, and it's this part in, in me, what I found is, okay, first I need to, to know what I want. I would, I would need to know what's possible, like something like that, like what's possible for me. And, 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 and okay, then I have the range, then I have the nuances that I can pick from and okay, well, how, where do you find what's possible outside of your own box? Because only what's possible is what is inside of your own box. And I think it takes to be in groups like this, to be in, in as many groups as possible that are doing things that seem totally impossible for your box. And, and, and to, to even hear, I mean, I, I think a lot of you might like, I remember being in spaces and then listening to the recording on the space and I couldn't even hear what was possible because my box was even blocking it. And so and 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 so this then maybe the orientation to change is is instead of thinking, I need to know what I want, is more how can I figure out what's possible? And then it's not really about knowing, it's about being on a team that figures out what else is possible than the options given to us by whatever modern culture or our education or the people around us. And, and, and it takes like, also like what Clinton is saying, is it takes this group intelligence and this team intelligence who have other possibilities than, than we do. And I, I'm, I, feel, I felt excited to, to change from this knowing, which is also a huge value of modern culture that I need to know what I want which I I know that we, I mean, I have the experience that I'm using it in a different way, like knowing in modern culture is having good reasons or having justification or having um, scientific proof or whatever. And here we, we using it as an experience out of our own anger or our own clarity about this is what I want to go for, but still, what about being on this research about what's, what else is possible, what's possible? And out of that, move taking action. Thank you.
11: Yeah, thank you.
1: This is this amazing experience of being in a possibility team because the possibility team, that's the purpose, help each other discover what's really possible. And then, I mean, I wanna read this next section in the book. It says, one of the things we are most afraid to ask for, of all the things that we want to ask for, like for what we want, whatever, one of the most the things we're most afraid to ask for is help, to ask for help, to put it on the table. Hey, you know, we've been trained to be such individuals and such know-it-all, and if you ask for help, then you obviously didn't get it, something like that. You have to figure it out yourself. So we've been trained to not ask for help, but consider this. If you could avoid letting the fear of asking for help stop you from asking for help, is there any problem you could not face? And think about it. Think about having the knowledge that you could ask for help about anything. Then you could throw yourself into huge problems, huge projects, huge situations, and rely on being able to ask for help. You just have this force behind you. I can ask for help about this. If all the help of everybody around you were available just for the asking, think of this. There's 33 people on this call right now. If you had 33 people, these intelligent, edge worker, genius types all around the world, connections all over, so much experience. If this help was available for you, basically 24 hours a day for free, is there anything you could not accomplish? You know, think about it. There really is this much help available if you ask for it. You know, if somebody gives you help and you don't ask for it, that's rescuing. As soon as you ask for help, it's a contract, it's a deal, and it is not rescuing. It's teamwork, it's collaboration. So I think a whole lot more uh, creative collaboration could happen in this team if we just start calling people up or even put it on the telegrams, like, I'm I'm asking for help about this. Any ideas, what else is possible? Some of you have done this and I think you got great results. But try, if you just more and more ask for what you, ask for the help to create what's in front of you, you, whoa, you know, this is unstoppable. Try this experiment without hesitating for no reason help for the app, ask for the help that you want. If I could, you know, if I only had help doing this, just you think this thing, I could use some help. And then as soon, don't even think about it. Ask for it, get it online, call somebody up, take it to your possibility team, ask for help. Appropriately asking for help, meaning asking for help that is inspired by true necessity not for manipulation or attention getting or low drama purposes. But, but it, when you ask for help authentically, it places you as a job on someone else's workbench, someone who is in the position of being able to provide objective help, benefits from helping. So let me just say that in a different way. Have you ever, has somebody ever asked you for help, and you did it, and it was great for you? Do you ever have that? Anybody have that? Okay. It's because you benefit from letting this force come through you, basically to solve somebody else's problem. You know, to help somebody else win. It's called winning happening. You this, And then it's great for you. You get to win when they win. And that's what this is doing. So it's like, being able to provide objective help benefits you so if a trainer had no one to train how could the trainer fulfill his or her destiny it's like that it's like one you know one hand washes the other do not get the idea that asking for help implies that you are weak that's what i was saying before is this training is you know, you ask for help, you're weak. You're stupid. You didn't get it. That's the training that we get from school and stuff like that. Forget it. Just forget that whole thing. It's It takes a courage to ask for help. It really takes courage. Like Hannes was saying, you have this courage to ask for help. And then the fear that's blocking you from asking for help, you just Use the fear to call somebody up, say, hey, I'm, you call up you know, Janet Trevino. You call her up and you say, Janet, I'm afraid to ask help for help. That's the first thing you say to her. And then you say, could you please help me with this? That's your next sentence. But the first thing you say is, I feel scared. She goes, okay. And then you do it. And so, And then you ask for help like that. It's straightforward. Do not get the idea that asking for help implies that you are weak. Think of the last time you helped someone in a meaningful way. A friend of mine was asked by a movie star to be with her alone. Oh uh, yeah, a friend of mine. This, this is actually, uh, um, God, was it? Uh, the, uh, Radical Honesty, uh, what's his Brad name? Brad Blanton. Brad Blanton, thank you. Brad Blanton was asked for help, a movie star asked him out of everybody. He's this like asshole teacher of radical honesty, you know, and and this movie star asked him to be with her alone in her last days as she died from cancer, being well-used. He told me this story, man. He said he was so well-used. He said it was one of the best times of his life. He felt his whole life had meaning because this woman asked him to be there as she died. He was so, it changed him. It made him into a better human being. So being well used could make any experience the best time of your life. It's about asking for help.
11: Asking for what you want, even if you're asking for help. anybody have anything you want to share about anything
13: right now
10: priyanka i I would like to share something i i just want to say priyanka we we use our voice here um to speak and so the the offer for you would be to just say hey i have something to say with your voice instead of using the the tools from zoom thank
13: you very much i'm new so thank you for letting me know so when uh uh, Clinton was uh, mentioning about health, there were two things that came in my mind. So coming from um, India, recently moved to UK two years back, I actually saw a very difference that people are very hesitant here to ask for help, which is not the case in India. I mean, it's um, there is a bigger thing also that people do, uh, uh, don't respect the boundaries, but uh, In India it's easy to ask for help and there is help available and uh, like I can if I want to travel and then I can request my neighbor if he can feed she can feed my husband so something like that you know and then it's it's very natural and uh, I've been practicing this uh, since long too it is okay to have need and if you are helpless like for an example after moving here I realized that I'm I cannot spend a lot of time uh, in kitchen, unlike India because the whole dynamics were different. But I still prefer preparing meals at home, not buying into the way people live here. But anyways, so I asked, started exchanging meals with my neighbor. That there was a need for from me that I can't cook now every meal, but I want to still put healthy meals. So. We had like three families who started exchanging meals and it actually took care of my three meals time preparation time so uh, it, it just reminded me that I started despite of being in the new environment I respected my needs and see what was the possibility and it started manifested very nicely and what when Clinton was expressing now I'm little bit changing the topic where I keep on questioning what I want. So I did I see my life as a kind of living example in terms of I did not wanted my daughter to go to school. She's eight now. and it was also because I hated hierarchy. And I wanted to somewhere address that for her upbringing and I chose for six years. For first year, I realized there is not I mean when I chose not to send her to school, I was not aware that there are terms called unschooling and homeschooling. And I started meeting people that were actually practicing this and their children were like in their twenties and thirties. So I found the community, the kind of dream or a want I was having or a need I was having, people were already practicing and then they become my guide. So it just reminded me, I, despite of, I mean, a lot of chaos also, but but I do feel that it is okay to have a vision and live that and not questioning my need at that time it was very challenging because I had to face a lot of problems with my family I had to be answerable to everybody that why I'm not sending her to school and things like that and they would take it personally so did we do the stupidity by sending you to the school and things like that and it was a big drama happening in the house but then I stood by my ground and I said Unless I feel she's not going to school, so till six she, I never sent her to school, and she was just naturally learning child. So uh, it is just kind of reaffirming. I need to reconfirm to myself that if you have something coming from your intuition, it's okay to stay with that and work on that. So thank you very much for sharing this. It just helped me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much. It's a great story. I mean. Just, just to share, uh, both my daughters, I had the same thing and my wife at the time. And so my daughters did not go to school their whole life. And they are happily married and I have five grandchildren and they have companies and they have starting a village and they have community and they have all this stuff. So it's, it really works. What I wanted to say is, <clears throat> Priyanka, that you brought up is this is a question like you, you had before you lived in India, then all of a sudden you moved to England. And the question is, w- in what culture do you really live? Now, each of us can ask this question. Because, in and in the proposal is that you can live in the culture that you design. The proposal is you can live in Next culture. You can live in a culture that is diverse and is created ongoingly, but but it you do not have to adapt to the habits, the unconscious habits and patterns of whoever is living around you. You do not have to do that. You have this, you have your center, your grounding cord, your bubble, you're holding space, and you can be living in next culture in archaearchy, in the culture of creative collaboration between the feminine and masculine between, you know, initiated adulthood, you can, you, you can live in that culture without you don't ever have to leave it. You don't ever have to leave that culture. And you can meet other people who are from a different culture than your own. And you can be amazed that those people have values that are different from yours. And then you can ask them, gosh, why? Why do you value that? What do you really get out of that? I'm just interested, I'm curious. It is not a fight. It is not this, um, you know, it's not a debate. It is simply, you know, it's sharing about what is it so fascinating to you about spending so much time trying to make this kind of money so you could live in a box crammed in with a bunch of other people in the middle of a city and pay all your bills. What is this so fascinating for you? What do you get out of this? I mean, on and on and on. But you do, you can, you know, next culture needs to be invented. We are the ones inventing next culture. It is not already invented yet. It is being invented by edge workers such as yourselves, who are, like Priyanka just said, trusting their intuition, going, no, I, I want this actually, and not... Giving your center way or giving your authority way to other people just because there's more of them doing that thing than you, just because they outvote you, you do not have to do that. I'm really hoping that as we go further along and get into the extraordinary and archetypal parts of relationship, that part of the thing that comes alive in you is this is this inspired um, relating part. That is sourcing your own culture as you go along, inventing your own culture as you go along, and collaborating with the others around you, the other Ed workers, so that they get their needs met. You get your need, you can say what you want, they can say what they want. And it's working to invent regenerative cultures on earth rather than simply bowing down to the authorities or the hierarchies. And submitting to something that already exists because it's easier even if it's not what you want. And this whole thing of learning to trust these impulses about what you want, what to do next, what's the next step, the the small steps, the things that need to look at this is missing. I can make this. I'm going to build this. And then you build it and you show it to other people and they can use it. And they go, yeah, well, I have this. It fits right into what you made. And then you can both use each other's thing. It's like that thing Priyanka said. We, I cook some meals. You cook some other meals. We cook meals. And the meals get made. And so there's so many, so many examples of this for our life that uh, are just waiting for you to say what you want. And
11: even if nobody ever said they wanted that before, ever before. <clears throat> Chloe, you are thinking a bunch of stuff.
2: What is it?
16: Well, I will try and see if it works with speaking. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, so it's been a very intense week. For, for me, I went back to Berlin, quit my corporate job left my old apartment left university and so on and I met my old community
1: You <laughs> did all that a week
16: yes in like four days it was great <laughs> and um, and I met my old community also which was not really expected and uh and exactly in that in that moment now that i'm like i have this energy i want to start a project i'm really burning for it uh, they are in a in a new phase where they are like yeah like want to live more as a just like some friends having a nice life together and so uh, and we all met in that psych community it was the summer camp so there were all the people from go and change and terra nova and and tamera and all of those communities coming together and it was just like boiling and so beautiful and 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 now we are trying to give like new impulse to um yeah so i feel really excited about just like it was so crazy to meet them again for the first time after all the trainings in portugal and see like how it's possible to meet in a completely new way on some levels and yeah there's just a lot going going on in me, I, I couldn't like find the essence right now, but um, yeah, there is this thing about that I was keeping, keep on thinking when I was there is like, if you see a job, guess whose job it is. That's was basically my motto for this week <laughs> and about creating the, the space and the community that I want and not looking for the one that, yeah. Not looking for something
9: outside, but create it, basically. Wow.
1: See? Wow. So, Chloe, remember, you can ask for help. <clears throat> Thank you. Even when things are, even when things look like they're working good or working out, you know, even then ask for help. Really, just, uh, you don't even know what you're asking for help for, but it's a kind of connecting in. You know, sometimes you have to get really small and just move fast and you show up, you know, things change really fast and you show up in a new space. Sometimes it's like that. But don't think that it's always like that. So because there's so many, there's so many people who can have connections, who know things, who can provide help and just to just keep also asking for help. We want you to succeed. We want you to succeed. Okay.
11: Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Hey Dor, can we hear a little bit from you?
1: Because I think it's a similar, it's a similar kind of thing to what Chloe's up to. You know, it feels like you're also creating a bunch of stuff. Can you say, can you just talk to us?
11: I feel sad. It's like
9: It's like every day. It's like this. It's like this huge battle, and and parts of me are parts of me are are dying, and they don't they don't fucking like it. Mm. And <laughs> I just. I just feel that I, I have all of you guys here, but when I go out, it's it's like the opposite from yeah. what I want.
11: Yeah.
1: <sighs> Dor, talk about the battle. Who what is the
11: battle? Who's who's against who? What is the battle? It's like part of it is in me like,
9: I want to, I want to stop, like, I, I want to do something different and to keep all these practices that I took. And, and some part of me just, you know, it's like screaming that I, I don't have my joy anymore. And all these, all these reasons to not do it. Mm-hmm. And also outside, I, I feel there's like, I'm creating workshop and I have Gabriela, but, and you know, you see some things are happening, but also it's like a lot of things that I want are not happening. So
11: you just go, oh!
9: I'm still liquid from the, from a healing
11: process had today also, so. Or just let this stuff in. We're
1: going to do this. You just let this in, okay? Just look in the people's eyes. Look in people's eyes and let this in. Try to get closer
11: to the camera, okay? Get closer and look. Just look at people's eyes and let this in. Let it go in past your mind. Let it go a little deeper. Yeah, that, let it go, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Just keep letting it in. Even Julian
1: Dumont are giving you juice, sending <laughs> you love and energy and support and attention.
11: Just, let's just let it in. Yeah.
1: So the, the battle that you're talking about is true. There are these battles going on. And you don't have to be a casualty of battle. Like, I, I think that the conflict, the differences, all the different needs and wants and habits, patterns, it's all true. There are all these different things. And you're an edge worker. And you're opening up doors and you're opening up invitations for people. And if, if you just keep doing, you don't. it's not let the battle go on, but... There's a joy in offering opportunities for people who never had that opportunity before, and even if they cannot see it, or cannot go through, or cannot accept the opportunity, there's a joy in you creating those opportunities. You know, like Florian, I think a lot of you guys, you are making opportunities for people that people don't even see, they can't even go through, but you still make them. And the creation process of making those doorways is a creation process. It feeds you. And if you can focus more on that than on the battle, then you'll get fed by the creation process. And even your own internal battle, when you're opening new doors for yourself to go through and try new things, when you that's the creation process. It's not so much a battle. So yes, the battle kind of goes on, but focus on the creation process and then you'll get
11: energy from it, okay? Thank you.
9: That was helpful, thank
11: you. Yeah, thank you.
1: Hey, Emma and Jeff, talk about creation process. How are you two guys doing? Emma's smiling, unbelievable.
6: Yeah, my smile is out of uh, fear.
1: Yay, What do you, what's, the, what's going on?
6: My fear is that I will be judged for my indecision and me saying that I'm choosing one way and not sticking through with it and still being here.
1: How are you? If you stop judging yourself or being afraid of being judged, how are you then?
6: Um, I am. Yeah, I have a lot of fear. I I fear myself. I fear not knowing. I, I, I feel in fear about me running away and this perpetual dissatisfaction and me not knowing how using this story that I, I can't be in my power. I can't like this, like lone wolf story. Like I, I have to go and do it by myself to, 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 yeah be in my power and make money and um figure figure my life out like i i it's like i can't do it in the presence of jeff or people that i'm with and that's uh, that's like a theme that comes up all the time it's like no this this is not the right place this is not the right place
1: hey am i'm getting this impulse that it'd be really great for you to have a private conversation with Priyanka. Would you do that? Would you call her up just yeah, say, "Look, we, what
6: we're we're meant to have a I yeah we're meant to yeah, have a, you... a private yeah. conversation regardless, yeah."
1: Yeah, cool. I don't. Okay, well, go for it. Really, take an hour. Really, talk about like let her talk to you from a different place and you talk to her from a different place and you just do this exchange, okay? Just like let her, uh, because I don't know what it is. She's been doing culture hopping and just like you and she got no no ground under her feet, just like you. And so I think you you could really be great uh, connection for each other. So would you do that this week? Yes. Yeah, at least once, okay. Cool, thank you.
6: Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thanks for checking in. Uh, and M- Michelle, I saw you there for a second. Are you still there? Yeah. How's it going over there with all this stuff about saying for asking for what you want? You have to. You have to unmute yourself.
17: Oh yes. Thank you. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, it's been very intense here. Um, this topic today has been hitting home. I've been in this battle of, of the hierarchy and being in the hospital system with my mom, not once, but three times because of their lack of being impeccable. And I want, when you shared and say what you want, even if you can't, I want to be in power in a hospital so that I can do things right because she had so many complications that were unnecessary and I, I didn't want to be on video and because of Dorr I decided to go on video for him because, because it's been a battlefield. Um, yeah. And she's alive and well. And, and I'll say that I've saved her life two times in the past six weeks. And so I feel this anger towards the system and the hierarchies and the patriarchy and all that. And I was very alone in that process of saving her and I did, and I still am, and I'm fighting this battle. And and then I've been thinking this week, okay, what is the, why? Why do I go all in anytime I have something? Why do I go in? I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Why do I go all in, 100%, like all in? And then exhaust myself when it doesn't seem like, A lot of others do. Does that make sense? What I'm asking. Yeah, Michelle, you
1: are you using your archetypal lineage and your bright principles and your stellated anger and sadness and fear. Are you using the, letting those things support you?
17: Because yeah, and yes, during all the stays at the hospital, I had my sort of clarity out. I had my bubble and my grounding cord and my lineage and two doctors actually want to have do work with me but there were so many that and just now coming back after all that, I just I'm, I'm just out of battle. let me put it that way. like I've, I ran out of juice somehow.
1: Yeah yeah so so Michelle and, what do you what do you want then? Yeah, you that's now? what's thank you. next right now.
17: Yeah, yeah. And so, this is what I wanted to ask as a possibility. I have right now an opportunity to take a stand in the system through this avenue that there is where I can open up her case and to make sure that it doesn't happen for others. Because one of my big sadnesses has been this is happening to me and I can take a stand and save her life and where's everyone else that just gives their authority like where are all these other people and family members and loved ones where do they end up in the system when they don't take a stand so I've had a lot of so I have to make a decision whether I do that here or whether I just shift and go
1: So, Michelle, that's a perfect thing to ask for a few people to have this conversation with you. I want help making this decision.
17: I want help making this decision around whether I leave a... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whether I create a a change in the system here in Mexico City, in this particular hierarchical capitalistic hospital, Mm -hmm. or... I so, shift say, so say who who would help who would like to help me in
1: making that decision.
17: So yes, who would like to help me? Number one, go through the emotional healing and go. Yeah, just who would say Would like make to help decision. me make this decision.
1: Yeah. Say it one more time. Just simple. I see Yula. I see Dor. I see mm. Kian. Thank you. I'm
17: sure Gwen's up, up for that as well. Yeah. Yule, would you mind making a list? If Is that okay for me?
5: Uh, right and now, mm, I don't have the possibility. No. Can, Dor, can you make a list, please? I'm on my phone. I can't
17: see. Thanks.
1: So there's Kian and Dor and Yule. Was there anybody else? Uh, I'd love to be
10: a part of that conversation.
1: Great. Ashley. Thank you. Super. This is how it works. This is how it works. You ask, you get to this, you know, you ask for help, even with things you never knew that you could ask for help about. Florian, it's just this decision about what she's going to do after facing the hospital system and does she does she confront it or just leave the whole thing and go do something else it's a big decision about how to face into it do you want to be part of that florian
11: i don't know i don't think that's where i
1: can help that's do you, do you know michelle yes okay good great I'm glad thank I- you yeah thank you michelle thank you for sharing that Thank you, everyone. Eva Daubert, I haven't heard your voice and I'd like to hear this kind of, what What about you and uh, asking for what you wanted? After that, I'd like to hear from Nada.
11: I was very happy
3: to be able to practice exactly what I said last week I would do, that it was interrupt, especially a man who was talking a lot and I wanted something else to be possible to happen in the space and I felt a lot of fear. I I was sitting there and just noticing what was happening inside and then, well, then I just just went there and, and stopped him and I feel a bit sad because I had been sitting on, like, I think there was some mixed fear and anger in my communication still, but, but I'm still just very happy that I did it. And, and it created more, much more connection. And I think it shifted the whole space. Thank you. And I also want to celebrate with you that the garden war is over.
1: The- how, did it, how did it end?
3: It ended by the two people taking back their police complaint. They wrote me a letter. Actually, the letter was here when I came back from Portugal. They said, like, we respect that they don't want any contact. And like, it's more like a Waffenstillstand at the moment. It's not really peace yet, but at least we have no policemen in the garden and, wow. and it's working. Wow. So, yeah. <clears throat>
1: celebrate time okay yeah. yeah then that started with you asking for what you want you wanted you know consulting some coaching have a conversation put it on the table clean it up great yeah good work amazing
11: thank you thank you not a hello
18: hello And when you said my name, I had so much fear because I was like, what am I going to say? And then say what you want. Exactly. So I'm going to share with you um, the highlight of my week uh, is, um, oh, my heart is beating really fast is.
1: out of here do this experiment yes you have a you have a tongue and a mouth and lips and your voice Mm
11: -hmm. and it can
1: only make one sound at a time and it can only make that sound right now it's all you can do you can make one sound right now one word one sentence that's all you can do right now that's it and you don't you can't say all of it at once you cannot cannot say more than one thing at the same time. So if you just forget all this other stuff Mm. and just say the word you need to say next, say that next word and then say the next word and don't even worry about the word in two sentences from now, or Mm. that it has to make sense or anything. Just start with, just say the first words, go ahead. Try that experiment.
18: I feel you have sad
1: to keep looking at us, though. You have to
18: keep looking. I feel sad. Uh, I feel sad because um, this week I I was attacked. This is how I perceive it. I was attacked by very close friends um, because they expect me to, well, the, the tag was like, you don't show love in this way. You don't show care in this way. Um, you, have you noticed that you are spiteful? Have you, not, you know, so I was receiving a lot of, you're not generous. Um, you're not like this. Uh, and I was, so of course, when I received that, it was very, it was very hard for me. And, and I felt a lot of uh, a sadness and anger, and I didn't want to go into, defending myself. I took a decision that I don't want to defend myself. And actually, what do I want? Is I want to create connection with these people because I actually really care about them, even if we don't speak the same language. And I felt a lot of joy when I could write an email saying, I feel sad because Da da da. I feel angry because da da da. I want to connect with you, so proposal is da da da.
1: Nada, how's your heart right now?
18: Uh, slower, but still fast.
1: Yeah, very good, but I just want you to see that you're doing the experiment perfectly. You're saying the next word and it's going perfectly. You're saying amazing stuff. I just wanted you to check in your heart so you get it that you're not creating stage fright for yourself by trying to say things in the future. Yes. Okay, you're doing it. So just do this, this is it. Okay, keep going.
18: Thank you. Um, and uh, huh. I held two spaces. The first space was for my ex-partner who, who was really blaming me for things And I was, it was, I just like, I went and center, center, keeping the center, keeping the center, and really holding and being face to face eye contact and not going into my low drama. And of course, after that, it, 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 uh, okay, after that, we were able to have a real conversation and really express our hearts and I felt a lot of joy, but I would say that in the beginning, it was really hard to hold space for uh, (laughs) very intense energy. The second space was an email I received from um, my closest friend here who saying like, you don't show love like this. You don't show care in a certain way that I think she would like to receive it in her way, in, in a way that she would see it. I felt a lot of s- sadness because I'm not seen with what I come with. Nada. Yes.
1: Remember this thing about the bullfighter flag. You know, if you ha- if you hold the flag here and that stuff comes, who gets hit by it?
18: The the, the flag.
1: You. Ah. Because you're standing behind the flag.
18: If the flag if you is hold there.
1: the flag over here. Yeah. And then you can stay in connection with the people and they go and you can let the energy all go over there. Yeah. And and then you put you, then you're still in connection.
18: And I was able to do that. And this is like, this was my highlight. Like, wow, I did that. I was able to stay with the person facing it, being in connection and not go like, fuck you for what you're saying. And it was like, really like, wow, I'm doing it. Keep it, keep it. You know, it was really an internal dialogue. myself like keep it keep it stay there (laughs) but the the second was intense because she's a really close friend and 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 um i did not hear anything that she uh that she wanted in her email like i i could not see and so uh so my my i uh, in my email i shared what i wanted and i asked her
1: i have to tell you something what (laughs) well Email is not human communication. I know. Okay, so don't do it. Again. It's torpedo. <laughs> yeah. Email yes. is is mostly gremlin feeding.
18: I, really? Yeah. Okay. Can I finish little, what I want to say?
1: Just wait. You know, just avoid. Try to avoid. You know, if somebody has some charge in an email, don't even write back. You pick up the phone and you talk to them. OK, it's just try that because this charge stuff back and forth through messages is only gremlin feeding. It's always misunderstood. Yeah. And then go ahead. What, what did you want to say?
18: No, I hear what you're saying and, and I agree. And I, I, Annie, I asked her to have a date where we can really discuss yeah. this in depth. Uh, however, however, um, how do you say I could see that she needs it as well. And and I invited, like I invited a brave space. So, and I asked her, what do you need to feel nourished in your friendship? Let's discuss this in a date, you know? And I didn't go into this justification uh, or defending, I or like, I, why are you attacking me? Like there was none of that. And I can see, with the practice, how this nourishes actually the friendship, because the reply was like, I have never been received with so much love sharing my truth. So of course, like I can see behind like my truth, blah, 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 all of that stuff. But I still want to connect from the heart. Okay. So
11: yeah.
18: It's about, I mean, it's 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 navigation. Yeah. So this is the highlight of my week that navigating these very uh intense spaces and i'm very grateful for the practices that we're doing and anger has helped me a lot and also sadness has helped me a lot to really be in connection with the other if i connect to my sadness why am i sad then i am able to really create a brave space where we can face each other yeah thank you cool thanks a lot uh thank you we
1: have a couple more minutes and I wanted to hear from Anne Elizabeth and Leslie and Kian. If you guys could share a few words, it'd be great.
15: I think this is a, a very timely thing for me. I'm uh, uh, back uh, having uh, my test. I do do a lot of uh, personal growth work and then I return uh, to stay with my mother for a while to test how far I'm doing. And, and how well things are going. And today I got hooked in a big way. Oh my goodness. And, um, and so did she, you know, we, we had a good hooking, hooking interaction and I feel inspired to ask for help. Oh my gosh, I forgot that completely.
1: So, go so now
15: it's a big gremlin. The practice. It's a
1: gremlin feeding. So you're gonna ask for help, go ahead.
15: Yes. Oh, yes. I I I need help with practice. Uh. Uh. With the uh, uh, being unhookable, and I had already uh, reached out to make a three-cell about uh, getting the uh you know the ninety-nine practices. I I have a dozen practices that I've had. So there's like what seventy something, eighty something more. So. You know, go, just keep going.
1: Yeah, and, and Elizabeth, it could be uh, a process would really help right then, at that point. Do you want to ask for that?
15: Yes, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I I would like um, a healing process. And okay, so, uh, so, uh, who somebody- is someone-
1: would somebody hold space for? Would healing? somebody help,
15: help help? Yeah. Would somebody hold space for me for healing process? Great. I don't. I can't see. I'm on my phone. Hold on. We're, Can you, people are thinking. Okay. I'm checking it out.
1: Okay. So yeah. Chloe, was that you also? Oh, I didn't see, okay. Anybody else? It's Kian is fine, but if there's, so Emma. It's Janet. And Janet, and Raghi, wow. So Kian, Emma, Janet, and Raghi. You said no Raghi?
14: No, no, I was was saying Janet was holding her hands up. Got it.
1: So Kia, Emma, and Janet.
15: Kia, Emma, and Janet. Yeah, you got it? I probably need three. Yeah, so I appreciate that. Yeah, good. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank
1: you, Elizabeth. So, Leslie, how about there? What's
11: how about you and
1: asking for what you want?
11: Yeah,
5: I think it's a good idea. <laughs> Um, I could use help. Actually, I, it was, um, the conversation with Nada was very helpful. I was trying to compose an email to say just the right thing at, at the right time and not have to hear back the response and hold eye contact. And I can see that, um, it's necessary to be in person with that. And I probably, I would benefit a lot from the 99 ways to be unhookable. I've done a little bit of work with that, but not, not near enough.
1: Yeah, so great, so great. Yeah, they just call people up. Really, you'll never get it right. Gremlin can always find something, but when you talk to people, It just goes really, it just completes. Really, you can do it. Yeah. And so just uh, put it on the chat form to say, I want to, or look at somebody else's chat and see which of the teams you can get on. It's fine to have three or four or five. It doesn't have to be just three.
5: Okay,
1: thank you. Yeah, thanks, Leslie. Kian, talk about, you've been inventing a lot of stuff. Go ahead.
2: Yes, thank you. Mm. And the, the my last days actually were pretty intense and amazing and exhausting. I did one week of doing emotional healing processes every day and I did like one or two every day. And that was so amazing because I started to discover wow, I can live like without pain, actually without having pain in my body. There was a big like discovery. And I could, I was so, uh, I would call it transparent or I could let things touch me and feel them directly. So I did not have to build up that tension or pain in my body that I usually carry around. Yeah. And I feel sad. Who who was on your team? Who was on your team? It was Emma. It was Marek. It was Anne Elizabeth. It was, um, there wait um there were two more forgot but thanks a lot yeah
11: yeah good work you guys
1: really good work you guys wow
2: yay (laughs) that was pretty amazing yes and then the the other thing that happened was okay i'm still with it i feel there's a lot of Yeah, there was such a, it was so beautiful. Yeah, it was so, I feel sad for, I, I don't, I feel joy actually for having received that support. I feel a lot of joy. It's, yeah, and sadness for seeing how healing that is and how I denied myself of having that support for so long. Kian, yeah.
10: Yeah. Yes. did you uh, have a, like a checkout call, like a, a rat, like a completion call with your team, like all together? No. That I found that the first time we did it, I was a space holder and I think that was pretty much the, the only time I did it, but it was so amazing to have this space where you could have this gratitude and share your joy, but also you might hear how each person was touched and transformed by holding space for you. And it just brings this this space like to a completion. And it was, so you might wanna think about that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, thank you. I will do that. Great.
1: Okay. So, you know, we do these weekly themes. These themes come out and this theme has been asking for help, asking for what you want. You know the themes do not go away when we hang up the phone the themes are really they stay there and they build on each other so if you could keep this theme around for a long time ask for what you want ask for help about what you want you just keep keep practicing that and um, putting it on the table you know saying taking the risk please keep it doesn't go away when we hang up the phone, you know, they keep building on each other. So thank you so much for for going on the journey and for being here this time. Anybody have any last words before we wrap the space up? (laughs) And Chloe has a cat named Samantha, that's actually a boy, but the people don't know it's a boy, so we keep calling it Samantha, so.
2: (laughs) I I, I wanna say one thing. I'm staying, we are staying at a at a permaculture food forest community here in, in Costa Rica. And if there's, there are like little apartments that are available for rent. So if anybody wants to come down and rent out little, there's little apartments throughout this whole community. And I, yeah, I was just asking the community for a friend and there's like three available for like a, around a thousand, twelve hundred a month of, so anyone wants to think of coming down and living in a permaculture community neighborhood Which country? Costa Rica.
1: Thank you, Jeff. Adventure is on the horizon. And that horizon can be very close to you. All right. Have a great adventurous week. Thank you all. See you next time. Have a great time.
2: Thank you.
7: Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you.
9: Thank you.